what it do it's your girl just be real and welcome back for another dope episode of just be real podcast did you miss me <laughs> we're back and it might be super bowl weekend but i can leave y'all hanging for that long enough of me chatting let's get real my good people what has been going on let me tell y'all something it has been <laughs> what two weeks i told you i needed a break mentally life be life in and y'all know my my mental history so when i get overwhelmed shorty gotta step it on back but we're back mog birds made it to the super bowl so hopefully y'all gonna be tuned in at 6 30. don't be a hater your whole life please don't be a hater your whole life because we don't need any of that negative energy okay we don't need any haters but if you're going for the chiefs mm, you already know i ain't really rocking with you I've been an Eagles fan since Donovan McNabb. Mind you, I ran into mad Eagles fans out here in Charlotte. Surprisingly, I'm so shocked. So, like, this dude even had it tattered on his wrist yesterday when I was at the at the shop. And I was like, yo. He was like, all day. Like, first of all, don't be a hater of your whole life. We were, we did, we were Super Bowl champs in 2017. We're going to bring that trophy back two times running. Because remember, this is the same team everybody kept saying. We'll never make it to the Super Bowl. We got one Super Bowl ring. We're trying to get the second. We're trying to get this dub set. So, what's up? So, yeah. I'm going to probably be rocking my Rodney Pete jersey. Y'all know who Rodney Pete is. Y'all better do some homework because y'all know who Holly Robinson Pete is, who is his wife. But I'm going to rock that because he was a black quarterback. And I just feel like he was one of them that was doing his thing that don't get enough recognition. So Jalen Hurst, shout out to the good brus. Got to go for I'm always going to go for the home team because he's the good brus. And nonetheless, Philly's always been my team. So the Eagles, E-A-G-L-E-S. Let's go. Fly, Eagles, fly. Yeah, so... <clears throat> We'll see if I have the same energy next week. But I have faith in my boys. They about to they've been they've been grinding. Like they dropped the ball last year. And that's the thing. You make mistakes, they dropped the ball. Jalen wasn't at his best his rookie year. When I say that boy did a whole 180, picked that shit back up, turned it around, it was like, nah, we can't do it. Cause we all knew his potential. But we was like, yo, he gotta put in that work. And when I said baby boy put in that work, he put in that work. So y'all better tune in. And watch my boys on that gridiron, baby, because I'm ready. I've been rocking my Eagles gear all week. Y'all know I'm Aggie. I don't care if I'm from New York. Eagles all day. And whoever want to fight me, come see me about it. Period. But that's not why we're here. We're here because we are rebels without a pause. Okay? Public enemy. You know, last time I checked, I ain't nobody public enemy, but I could be. You know, can't speak too soon. But there is a possibility, you know what I'm saying? But I want to talk about it without a pause because me being rebellious myself and have been my whole life going against the grain and odds just to make sure that there's visibility for girls like me in this real world and then having, you know, predecessors that are doing the same to, you know, guide me to do what they've always done and be able to, you know, pick up the torch and keep it lit. That's what we're here for. So today's episode is called Rowdy Rebel. Y'all know Rowdy Rebel, one of my favorite rappers, but we're not going to talk about him. <laughs> we're talking about the Rowdy Rebels of females. Um, and it's Black History Month and Black History. Um, I am a firm believer that every day is Black History. And I'm a firm believer that I am Black History. So I feel like I am. I feel like I'm Black History in a very many aspects of me being an outlier and going against the grain, not only with that, but... Uh, there's a lot of things I'm multifaceted. Like, let's think about it. An artistic accountant and a podcast personality. 
I personally feel like I'm supposed to just do podcasting, even though I ain't got no true background in like broadcasting. But I personally feel like I'm supposed to be a podcaster or just do something in media or be in a creative space. Like I'm supposed to use the skill set that I'm able to naturally be innate with, which is numbers that I studied and trained for for the last how many years and put that in a creative space. Let's say like Paramount or like Tyler Perry and use that skill set there. Because little do y'all know, I have very, very many talents. Like, I do do art. I do have my podcast. I am an accountant, which are, like, on different spectrums. But y'all probably don't know I sing. Y'all probably don't know that I can engineer. I be hearing beats in my head randomly all the damn time. Y'all probably don't know I can rap. Yeah, I got bars. Y'all probably don't even know I'm a poet, which technically how I found out I could rap. Poetry really is rapping without a beat. It really is. And my wordplay is ridiculous. It's giving you Lauryn Hill and Rhapsody type vibes. Like, y'all want no smoke with that. If I wish I would have tapped into that more, I'm probably pretty sure I probably could have could have made a career out of, out of rapping because I would have been on the progressive side. I would have been on the I would have been in the lane with Rhapsody because y'all know Queen is my is Queen and MC Light are my top two. But y'all know I love Rhapsody. I would have been in the lane as dish with, with Rhapsody on this generation. Because y'all know rap be on that crazy ill L boogie flow. So I rap. I play nine different instruments. Y'all didn't know, probably know that either. Yes, I play nine different instruments. I am very, I'm very, very, very good with kids. Like kids, for some reason, always want to hang out with me. And I be like looking at them like, I'm not one of your little friends. Like not see my mom meant by that. But it's just, I guess they can just feel uh, energy where they feel safe, which is always a great thing. So I ain't going to take that for granted. Um, and yeah, like I'm real, I'm real versatile. So sometimes most rebels are versatile. Like, so we just going to have a pay a little homage to the rowdy rebels that are here or have made and paved ways for people like me without a pause. Now we know that it's all about not being PC, but to be PC. And I've said that before with PC meaning not being politically correct, but also being personal choice. People, I feel, have the opportunity to be rebels. But if you want to be revolutionary, it's all about personal choice. Because a rebel out of cause can be a devil. If y'all can tell me what movie that came from, I love you for life. Because it's definitely a 90s movie and y'all should know that by now. But it's one of my, it's my favorite 90s movie. <sighs> But if y'all can tell me where that came from, after everything I just mentioned, I got something for y'all. But it's all about being per your personal choice because I feel like being politically correct sometimes, you have to be, I wouldn't say antagonistic or protagonist in a way. I feel like you have to be somebody who's diligent and has very much self-awareness to know what you're willing to sacrifice to make sure that the message is conveyed. When I say that, I mean, like, you just got to know that everybody's not going to agree. You're going to ruffle feathers. And when you ruffle those feathers, you can't be easily swayed because somebody is against you and they don't agree with your viewpoint. Now, don't get that mixed up with you being an asshole, okay? Being an asshole and actually being out here just to just spew, spew fucking bullshit and you don't do no research, as would consciously say research over me search, and you not taking the time to really educate yourself, and you just talking out your ass, then we have problems. You're not a rebel. You're just a fucking asshole. But when you're able to distinguish the difference between facts and fiction and, you know, not Wikipedia facts, but hard code researched facts that have statistics that have 
you know, that are on the bell curve, that are able to be scientifically proven with methodology or a thesis or a statement that is actually been stamped and approved, then that's something different. But then that's also the contradiction as well as being a, a rebel because sometimes you don't have to take the full 100% fact, but you can take majority fact, mix it, mix it, not mix it, look at me, mix it with opinion, but have your opinion be statement-based, where it's just not opinion-based, but statement-based, where you have the supporting documents to prove that your perspective is what it should be and how you know, the eyes, how the, in the lens it should be viewed. Now, not saying you have to force that rhetoric onto everybody, but it's more conveying and more understanding for people because remember, everybody don't learn on that same level. If you break it down in labels terms for somebody to understand your rebellious, your rebellious perspective, it makes it easier for them to have to one, go against it, two, have a rebuttal because if you ain't got no facts to support your, your thought process to go against me, it ain't going to work. And three, you can't be swayed because if you come with me, you better come with the facts. Okay. And I do mean facts because one, I'm a Virgo. So off the rip, I need all parts from A to Z to be able to prove to me that you know what the fuck you talking about. Two, if, it, if it's just opinion and you're literally standing based off somebody else's opinion and that person is not even credited. Cause like, I think Amanda said it best. You got people who are credited because you know that they're never going to come with bullshit. So you know if they come into you, like let's say Angela Rye, uh, Lene Vinay, you're going to look at these people consciously who, who research, and this is what they do in their due diligence. Amanda Seals, people be trying to talk shit about Amanda Seals, but that girl has a master's degree in black studies, like from Columbia, as well as her studying um, American, I think it was hip hop, in her undergrad, she made her own course selection and made her own way. So, like, that's rebellious. Like, to do something like that, to say, hey, I don't want to do this, but I want to learn more about the black diaspora, our heritage, our culture. I don't want this, this, this curriculum doesn't work for me. And she created her own pretty much field of study. So, people who are well versed and educated and literally have the degrees, you can't get mad at them for speaking the shit that they speak because you're basing your shit off perspective of opinion. Of people who not even qualified to even talk to shit. Like, I'm not fully qualified to talk this shit, but y'all know I read avidly, which is another thing. Being a rebel, nine times out of ten, they reading. And if y'all don't know about America, Smart, Funny, and Black, and her shield, she got rebel fam, she got culture fam, she got... What is Amanda's thing? She got rebel fam, culture fam... Yeah, I'm looking it up, y'all, because I wasn't... I normally know it, and I'm looking... But that's because I'm trying to envision the um, envision the shield, and it's really just not coming to me right now. And I'm trying to understand how I can... Um, okay, so Smart, Funny, and Black. Yeah, I told you, a Master's in African American Studies... Um, by any joke necessary is her mission, but, oh yeah, the fams. Okay. Rebel fam. Cause that's, that's what I'm part of. Rebel fam is protect, defend and demand. We fight, which means we, we be out here is woke fam, which is we read, analyze, devise and wise. I feel like I'm all for fams to be quite honest with you, but I'm a mixture. 
Then you have Fly Fam, Innovation, Inspiration, Liberation, We Rep. Then you got Culture Fam, Creativity, Sensitivity, Inclusivity, We Vibe. Now, Rebel Fam is more so the people like I'm talking about. Amanda, y'all know is Rebel Fam. She out there. She letting shit rock. Woke Fam, we reading. Like, I, y'all know I'm an avid reader. Fly Fam, y'all know I'm fucking fly. Let's not ask that. And Culture Fam, my artistics. So, it be, it be nothing but love, but like, Think about that. Creating something like that is like a black Hogwarts kind of shield because if you think about it, a lot of Caucasian families are able to trace back their lineage where they've had shields. Let's say like, you know, Slytherin and you've had Hufflepuff and Gryffindor. You got four different fans for black culture that expects that shows the diaspora and the spectrum of black culture on different levels. Fly fan, which means you express yourself by being who you are in your attire, your fashion. Uh, culture fam, you do it in your arts, your words, your vibes. You have rebel fam, where you do it, where you out there on the front lines fighting, using your voice, speaking up, and woke fam, where you're taking the education and allowing yourself to expand your horizons by looking into books and just making sure everybody's knowledgeable. That's what it takes to be a rebel. Now, trust me, everybody hate Amanda, but trust and believe. This is the first thing I always say. People hate Amanda Seals because they don't like the messenger. It's not the message. If it was somebody who was more palatable to deliver the message where literally it was coaxed, like a spoonful of sugar making the medicine go down, I swear on everything I love and desire, people would rock with her more. But because she has the more passionate approach, and I say passionate because a lot of people say hostile and aggressive, and that is not a way to define it, a passionate approach about how she goes about the black culture it, it ruffles feathers and it takes that sometimes, not even just with people who are not melanated, but some of them that are, because, you know, we got some that are just not really all skin folk and kin folk. And that's just what it come down to. But I throw myself in that mix of rebelliousness because I feel like my mother has always said since I was a child, you have always loved to ruffle white people's feathers. And I do. I do. I love to see them uncomfortable because I wanted I want to see what it looks like for you to be uncomfortable as how much you made my people feel uncomfortable in a space we never fucking asked to be in. We didn't ask to be here. Yes, I am part Italian, but we didn't ask to be here. Now, Italians, they're they're Caucasian, but they also get pushed out sometimes, too. So it depends. They they a little finicky, too. I feel like every culture has their pros and their cons um, to their their ethnicity. But I've always had the desire to ruffle feathers. Like me being a black girl who wasn't the average black girl, who was the average black girl technically, but wasn't fitting in with the black girls in my class because mind you, I told you I've always been accelerated. So me being like APs and honors courses and the girls in there as what people would say, and I say people would say because there's no such thing as talking white. Um, It's just that you can articulate, as people would say, are... Oreos who hang around the white kids who think that they're white who you know don't do anything don't know about the real black culture of hip-hop and all that other stuff are in classes with me and I'm one of that's like I'm listening to hip-hop I'm I'm hanging around the way like I'm I'm making my way to Brooklyn and hanging with my friends like you know the real culture of what my 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 people built real ethnic and I'm sitting here with girls in classes busting out A's, B's, and C's and honors Spanish, honors English, and all this other stuff, and honors algebra. And I'm just over here, and they looking at me like, you a scholar athlete? Like, girl, what is that? Yeah. 
And what? I'm fly. My sneakers fly. Like, this is a common cliche stereotype. Stop labeling me without knowing who the fuck I am. Like, y'all haven't spoken to me. I'm able to... My my uh, code switching is, is top tier. I've told y'all that before. It's top motherfucking tier. But that's only because I, I got to speak to people on the level that they understand. Because not everybody not going to understand AAVE. Okay? So, I got to make sure I break it down. So, I put myself in the mix as a rebel without a pause, because how many times have I not stopped fighting to give y'all the knowledge I know and sharing it with y'all for y'all don't want to research to understand better in black culture. It might get annoying to people, me talking about society and culture and sharing personal stories. But if I don't say it and I don't go against the grain against the old stereotypical transgenerational toxicity, then who the fuck will? And me being a 90s baby, there's a wrong perception for us as a whole to feel like, and when I say 90s, y'all know the cutoff is 94 after that. Y'all niggas is millennial kids, like, so don't get it twisted. I don't want you to feel like, oh yeah, she's talking about me. I'm not. (laughs) I'm not talking to you. I am not talking to you. But those who are like 90 to 94, y'all understand what I'm saying? It's a different thing because there was a lot more exposure and there's a lot more that we were exposed to. To feel like, yo, they think we just going to be quiet. Like, we're literally a part of that shift in the curve to like, yo, I'm not tolerating that bullshit. Like, I am my ancestors, but I'm more full throttle where they got enough gall and they to protect me to push forward and go against that grain of be like, you got the wrong one. Okay? So, if we go back to the original times. Y'all know Harriet Tubman is definitely a rebel. Come on now. Harriet Tubman, leading people to freedom, underground railroad. I mean, do we really need to talk about it? It's really pretty self-explanatory. But nonetheless, y'all ever still wonder, like, what happened to her being on that $20 bill? I'm just saying. Like, y'all niggas got $20 bill. I'm trying to get my man, I'm trying to get my girl on there. So whatever happened to that? You feel me? Like, what happened? I don't understand, but we're going to talk about another person who I find dear to my heart, who happens to be a adult woman. Sorry, I had to sneeze, y'all. <laughs> Shirley Chisholm. If there was no Shirley Chisholm, there would be no Kamala Harris. Let me say that again. If there was no Shirley Chisholm, there wouldn't be a Kamala Harris because Shirley Chisholm was the first black woman ever to be able to get put in Congress to be able to go for presidency, run for presidency. You think that Kamala Harris was the first to break barriers and she was the first to get put into the White House as a VP, but she wasn't the first. And that's what I'm saying. We have so many hidden figures that we hear their names, but they don't ring enough bells. And it's sad because a lot of black kids in our culture today aren't hip to it unless it's put in a song. They know more about AK-47s and uh, niggas like Future rapping, and I'm not throwing shade on him, before they know about their own real black hometown heroes. And if podcasting, how I'm gonna be able to educate these young minds, if taking time to expose them to different, to expose them to culture that they're not privy to, we gotta do better. Financial literacy. I teach. I used to teach a course for young girls on financial literacy as an accountant to understand generational wealth. Because being a product of generational wealth, and all I have to do is maintain it, I have a different perspective as to those who are grinding to get there. And mind you, this is generational wealth back in the times where you still had segregation. Back in a time where they weren't trying to sell to black families where, you know, generational wealth where you can be able to own a house and you still got that family house and it's up and running and up to par. Where there's enough assets to be able to increase your market value or increase your value as a person, as your, as your owner's equity. 
We need to learn that. And they don't want us to learn it because people like me who get the degrees to learn it and now I'm spreading my knowledge. Oh, yeah, she's a problem. Being a rebel means you're not the problem. You're the solution. And you're going to be called a rebel because as long as you're out here not doing what the man wants you to do and there's super there's supremacy society of saying, oh, black people are ignorant because y'all know that's what a nigga is, right? A nigga is somebody who's ignorant by choice and choose to not try to educate themselves to be better. We just use that as a term of endearment now, but that's when they was calling us niggers, niggers, niggas, whatever you want to put it. They're saying that we were ignorant because at the time we were ignorant. We weren't able to really fully read and write. We weren't conscious enough to know outside of our own cultural upbringing, which is where we belonged in Africa, as far as back as that. So bringing us into a habitat that's not ours and a niche that we have to survive in, we are going to be ignorant to it because nobody's going to teach us how to survive because they don't want us to survive. Ooh, <laughs> did, I just, did I just say something real quick to y'all? So yeah, but now it's like, are we really the ignorant ones or is it y'all? Because y'all the ones taking critical race theory out of classrooms. Y'all are the ones that don't want to put African-American studies as an AP course because it's going to teach the true history of what the real history is and how it is Black America built on backs. Like y'all going to try to tell me that you're taking away the proud family because they said that American history is Black history. But where's the motherfucking lie? Be fucking for real. Y'all know that's the truth. But like they say, if black kids are young enough to experience racism, white kids are young enough to know about it. Period. And that comes brings me to Aunt Polly. Y'all know Aunt Polly? <clears throat> Let me say about my girl Aunt Polly. Aunt Polly is who helped people in the Underground Railroad, which with my girl Harriet Tubman. Um, and um, Aunt Polly fought off slave masters with a butcher knife y'all go look up on polly Aunt polly was that girl okay she was one of them fuck around and find out before fuck around and find out was a thing okay Shorty was not playing a butcher knife listen you willing to fight a white man with a butcher knife to help slaves get the freedom and you tell me that's not a rebel because she could have really risked her life she was literally risking her life for others to have a better future Y'all never heard of Box? Oh. Yeah, the man who shipped himself to freedom from Virginia to, I want to say, the North. And I think it was like a 78-hour time where he could have killed himself just for him to have his freedom. Yeah, there, there's rebels out here, but we're, we're, we're focused on the females. Now, remember I said a rebel without a pause can be a devil? Well, Zora Henderson. If y'all know who Zora Henderson is... Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah plays Zora Henderson in House Party 2. If y'all have been with me for almost, what, three years and y'all know that by now, I'm very disappointed. Very, very disappointed. But yeah, Zora Henderson was a rebel because in a time of, first of all, y'all know Latifah means, Mama Zulu means knowledge and grace. It's it's Zulu for knowledge and grace, Latifah. Yes, queen of knowledge and grace. Yeah, y'all learn something new every week with me. I be putting y'all on. Don't fret, don't fret. So, yeah, Zora Henderson was a rebel because she wasn't dealing with the male bullshit. And she got Sydney, which I know played by uh, Tisha Campbell, to be on a higher plane and mentality to be like, step outside of just what, what, what you're seeing and understand what you're doing and why you're doing it. And sometimes it takes a rebel sister like that to just say, I'm conscious enough. She was woke fam, for real. All day woke fam. All day woke fam. Where she was making a woman see that your prize is yourself. 
And if you know that yourself is the prize, let that nigga work for it. If you know that you're a prize, understand the diaspora, not just your femininity and feminism as a whole, but understand it as black feminism. Break it down even more and see the intersectionality in things. We don't have enough of that being portrayed. I'm not going to say we don't. We have enough of it, but it doesn't get the recognition. Like I said, Rhapsody is one of the best lyricists in hip-hop eras. But she don't get enough credit because she's not spewing where she's showing her body and popping her coochie. And that's the thing she focused on. She's more about an enlightenment on a higher level. Like like I said, El Boogie with the flow. You got to be a rebel without her paws. And the funny thing is she does it unapologetically. So Zora Henderson is a rowdy rebel. You have Chantel Mitchell. Y'all know Chantel Mitchell? Chantel Mitchell was just on Just Another Girl from the IRT. Y'all know that's my show. Chantel was a young girl from Brooklyn who ended up getting pregnant and had no idea, like, because she got, again, what Zora was trying to preach to Sydney, caught into the male bullshit. Nigga got a Jeep. He got a whip. Let me go fuck with it. Like, and she fucked around and found out and got pregnant and was on her way to college because she was trying to educate herself on a higher plane because she was a smart girl. But because she was passionate, again, that word passionate, and going against not just what somebody's telling her, but like, that's not it. Like, that's not the only thing we see. Like, you have people like X, Y, and Z and really spitting her shit. Chantel was that girl. But it was a product because she didn't become a product of her environment. She made sure that she went ahead and was like, you know what? Because I am in the projects in Brooklyn, I want to be better for myself. I want to be better for my people. Let me use my education as my weapon. And that's the best weapon we got, y'all. Our education is our weapon. It is a threat to society. Not only does our melanin threaten them, but being educated. I was just telling my homegirl, India, if y'all remember when India was on a podcast. I said, one thing for certain, two things for sure, black women will always be a triple threat. I said, especially an educated one. She's for sure a triple threat. And I said, that's because you're black, which is a weapon within itself. Because that means, as we know... It's it's an easy weapon to just try to use against somebody. You're educated, which is another thing, because you know black women are the smartest women in the country. Statistics prove that. Go research it. And you're female. Who, mind you, for, for the forefathers, not my forefathers, they forefathers, women should not be seen and not heard. You know that whole thing where they say, we say to kids, like, children are supposed to be seen and not heard. That's the type of bullshit they're trying to be on with women. That's why I be looking at these dumbass Republican wives or Republican women. I be looking like, bitch, the rules don't apply to you neither. But your dumbass gonna follow behind your husband the whole time. He's listen. Story for another day because we're not on that. We're not on that. But in reality, the 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 rules and the Bill of Rights ain't for you. National anthem. I don't sing for it. Don't stand for it for none of that. You want to know why? Because there's a part of the anthem to this day that we don't say. That's about slavery, and people is mad and upset about it because. People don't stand for it. Whole time, y'all disrespecting it while it's going on. Like Mahmed, Raouf, look it up. Go watch Stan. He is a rebel too. Go watch Stan. Y'all mad because his his he's Islamism. He's praying while y'all doing the national anthem, but y'all booing him, disrespecting y'all own country while he's doing that, and he's doing it peacefully. You see what I'm saying? Like It's always a contradiction. It's a thin line with them. As long as it works in their favor, it's it's not a problem. But when we do it, it's disrespectful. But when y'all do it, it's it's applauded. Go back and listen to my uh, depictions. My little, it might be a, you know a little ways back, <laughs> but go listen to depictions. My poem depictions. It speaks volumes on shit like this. You know, one of my many talents, but it speaks volumes on shit like that. 
And you gotta, you gotta, you gotta respect that. Troy from Crooklyn, baby Troy, the only girl out of all her brothers, where she was like, y'all gonna stop messing with my brother, like stepping in, stepping out, physically, out here, rebel fam. I'll bust, ready to bust a nigga upside his head for messing with her brothers. Troy was the only girl, and she was like, I'm not doing that. I don't want to do that. This is not it. This is not for me. And sometimes standing up for yourself is going to be looked at as rebellious, too, because as long as somebody's not able to understand why you're doing what you're doing, to them it's going to always be a, oh, she's a rebel. But am I being a rebel, or is it just that you're not conscious enough to just step in for yourself and advocate for yourself the same way I do myself? You feel me? So I just feel like Troy was a rebel, for a fact. Frankie, Stoney, Cleo, and TT set it off. Them bitches was rebels. Because how many bad ass are you going to have four black women rob banks continuously and get up on bank? And then be willing to take the bullet for at least the sisterhood to still thrive, at least if one of them survived? That's that's rebellious as fuck. That's, that's some rowdy rebel bullshit, dog. Demita from Class Act. She was definitely all about sex appeal for most of the eyes, but she was well-educated. Like, she was smart. And she lived in the projects again. She was smart, which also brings to Shireen and Sydney. Sydney was from middle class, where her family were uppity Negroes, as we seen in House Party. But Shireen was from the hood, but she was well versed and knowledgeable to understand. Like, I'm not where my, I'm not. I'm not just gonna be a product of my environment. And it just showed the the different spectrum and versatility of being a black girl, because. You had a black girl from the hood, a black girl's middle class, and they best friends. But the thought process and ideology to push forward was the same. And that's what united them. Same thing what it was for my brother and me when you had Dion and Melody. Melody, they're both middle class, but Dion's more of the girl where I'm going to speak up and talk, where it's this type of black girl. And if y'all want to go back and listen to, you know, uh, Small Doses, where I posted the episode and clip of me and Amanda having this conversation about how my brother and me was very influential and she was a rebel without a pause and didn't even realize it at such a young age. She was a representation of black girl I had never seen before, which pushed me to be where I am today. Hence why I have so much admiration and respect for Amanda Seals, because without her being Dion, her being Dion in 94 is what pushed me to be able to understand that Jess has a power to unlock for herself to be a, a rowdy rebel. Listen, those are just the few, but in reality, Janelle Monet, y'all know Janelle Monet. They are killing it. Janelle, they do things in a way that they feel is possible, and it's Afrocentric. But yes, yes, it is. It's like Afrocentric, but it's like intergalactic Afrocentric black type vibes. Like Janelle, they're from another planet, literally. And reading the book, The Memory Librarian, it shows that they are on another plane. Yes, I keep saying they because they go by non-binary. So out of respect for my community, I use they, them. And I will all respect their decision. People don't understand that and it's fairly new but they're they're pivotal in rebellion like people think that they're looking for attention but they're literally putting in that i'm young wild and free like crazy classic life is exactly what she lives her life as she makes that sure that sexuality she's kind of like a grace jones which she does, I want y'all to know she calls Grace Jones mother. So that, I mean, I could see the correlation. Like, she's this generation's Grace Jones. Not she. They're this generation's Grace Jones. And they are 
shaking shit up, which is what we need, especially when it comes to black girls, especially being raised or black girls or black queer in the community. They're being raised, them being raised in a very religious family and then going against the grain and be pan and be non-binary. They're setting ways to be a rebel without a pause. And the advocacy and the truth doesn't stop with just them, as well as characters like people like Cree Summer, who, you know, queen of voice characters, voiceovers, and being Freddie Brooks, like I said before, the life she lives is legit a life that I felt that Freddie Brooks, Winifred, was was really who Cree Summer is. Like, Cree is in her own plane, literally. Like, think about her daughter's name, Hero. Little Wing. Like, she's very, very, very much a rebel without a pause because feminism is a thing, but she makes sure that it's it's done in such a way where she's able to change from behind the scenes. Like, I'm going to be the change I want to see, but in order to change it, I got to be a part of it. And her being the queen of voiceovers and characters and have such longevity in an arts and media's perspective, you can't even say that's not rebellious as fuck, bro. That's rebellious as fuck. Lene Vinay, yo. Keeping it black and keeping it brief. That's something we need in society. Like, we need that. We need that keeping it like her her parking lot. She got the drive-in right now. Y'all better go check that out. She had Amber Riley on that joint. And this week's episode was just not even an episode. This week's little, you know, black and brief three minute was something worth experiencing. But think about how Lene Vinay is literally have so many eyes where she got people who've been in this the industry so long respecting her, where they even fly her out to LA for a week to just do it for Black History Month. You see what I'm saying? And then, of course, you got people like Novi Brown, who y'all know I freaking love Novi, where conversations and constellations, where how often do we see, outside of Miss Cleo, do we see people who are in a public eye that are using the conversations of astrology in a realm where they're also acting and putting themselves out there on a multifaceted platform. That's rebellious as fuck because everybody's gonna, some people are overly oversack religious and go um, think that you're demon worshiping or whatever, but you're telling them, like, no, this is what we used to. Y'all, y'all are so used to the lunar perspective of how things are looked at. Let's look at the real perspective on the opposite spectrum of how really things used to be. I'm telling y'all, a rebel without a pause can be a devil. But you got to be mindful of how you out here perpetrating and slaying them words. I'm just telling you, like, I, for one, am appreciative for all these women I mentioned because they've all had an impact and influence on me on, on several occasions. But without them, there would be no me. But I'm me and they're them. And we all have our own contributions to this culture to uplift and enlighten. So happy Black History Month, y'all. And I got more for y'all and more conversations to come. Y'all stay tuned because I got some heavy hitting guests coming to talk some real heavy stuff to y'all. I mean, it's not heavy in a bad way, but they got ways to have conversations that's necessary, especially for this month alone. So as I always say on air, let's always keep it real. And always remember, be real, be true, and always be unapologetically you. I'll catch y'all on the next one.